Rated M for Mature. We want more. We want more. Like, we really like it. We want more. Welcome back to the show, season three, and I'm excited to be back. I'm your host, Ayana, aka the Marijuana Ayana, and if you're new here, the whole reason and purpose of this show is to highlight and share the work of Black and brown women in the cannabis industry, their experiences, their challenges, their voices, their lessons. This is a platform where we share it all, so that's why I'm always excited to bring you guys another episode because these conversations are super fun to have and very necessary, and I just like being able to create this space for other women of color in this community. So, um, disclaimer as always, everyone on the show is over the age of 21, lives in a legal state, we're legally allowed to consume cannabis and or alcohol. And just a few updates as well, I announced this the first episode, but this episode as well, I'm still open to um, partners slash sponsors for this season. I definitely want to include partnerships from women owned and black and brown owned cannabis companies. So if you or someone you know is starting a cannabis business or has a cannabis related business or a CBD business, even if it's on an actual product, even if you're just like, I'm an influencer or I'm a creator and I just want to, you know, shout out myself, then definitely let me know. You can hit me up on my Instagram at the marijuana Ayana. So today's guest, um, I actually met through Clubhouse. I love Clubhouse for connecting with people. It's such a great tool. Uh, we were part of a, a room conversation together and I don't even remember what she was saying, but everything she was saying was so intriguing and it was just like a light bulb moment. We were all just, I think everyone in that Clubhouse, room, I don't know if remember, we were all just listening to you. We were all, all just like, well, she knows what she's talking about. And these are conversations we don't have enough. So we're all like, oh my gosh, we want to talk about what she's talking about. And I have grown up in a house, luckily, where uh, talking about sex and sexuality was not a taboo thing. But we're going to get into, uh, you know, how Black women talk about sex and sexuality and the conversations we're having, because she's an expert on this. I thought she was the perfect person to have on the show for this topic that I've been wanting to do for a while. She's a cannabis and sex educator, a sexuality counselor, feminine body specialist, a consultant, and a CBD sexpert. I love that title. She's also <laughs> the owner of Hearts of Desire, an erotic boutique in the DMV area. So if you're in the DMV area, go ahead and support that Black-owned business. She owns it with her husband, which is super cool. And she's also the owner of Noir Leaf, which is a sensual CBD company empowering Black women to prioritize their pleasure with natural CBD sensual products. I also love that tagline. That's like perfect. Please welcome Shawnee Hart. Also notice sex stuff with Shawnee. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You got the bio like 
all down pat. I'm like, oh, she made me sound good. Yeah, that's my goal. I want you to remember how much you've done. I'm just like, she owns this, she owns this, she does this, she does this, she's certified in this, she's specialist in that. Yeah. Black women do everything. Like we have a hard time just doing one thing. I don't know what's wrong with it. And we do, and we're so <laughs> and it's the crazy part is that we're always so super extra humble about all the things. Like we hardly ever Yeah, we don't even know, realize all the things we're doing yeah. until someone tells us. That's why I love doing the intro more than anything because I get to like shout you out and all the things you're doing and really just put people on to all the amazing work you're doing. But welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on. Like I said, the clubhouse you were in, I don't know what you were talking about, but I was like, I need her on the show. I need her. It was funny. <laughs> that talk, I remember the talk. It was it was like just a uh it was just a room, just a sesh room, and mm-hmm. I think we were just talking about anything, anything often. Like it wasn't one of those serious rooms, yeah, right? Yeah, it wasn't like a topic. Like, it wasn't yeah. like that. Yeah, it was just we were just chilling, and someone had brought up sex, and I just started, you know, something like, and then someone was like, "Tell me more." <laughs> <laughs> like we were all like, "What? Can you please continue?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yes, I've been really wanting this topic forever." Because, like I said, I am someone who has luckily I've grown up in a house where, like, talking about sex and sexuality was not taboo. My mom was always like, I'd rather you talk to me about it than anybody else. But as you know, like, not all Black women and not all Black households have that privilege. Um, And I definitely want to talk about that. And I'm sure I feel like it's a big part of your work because you specifically specialize in helping Black women and women of color prioritize their pleasure, which, like I said, I, I really love that. Um, but before we get into my questions that um, I'm super excited to get into, what are you smoking or sipping on today that you want to share with the listeners? So I was just telling Shawnee that I'm having a hard time sticking to the wine part of this show. <laughs> I have like, I love wine. I just haven't had it in so long because I, I don't record like late at night anymore. It used to be like kind of like a weekend late night show and now it's usually in the middle of the day. So I can't rec- I can't drink wine at 11 a.m. Guys, <laughs> I can't do it. But I do have dabs. I do have dabs. I have some strawberry mimosa and some gelato CBD uh, isolate. So we're gonna we're gonna say the strawberry mimosa is my wine, my weed equivalent of wine today. <laughs> well, it's it's I'm always. Want a proponent of it's five o'clock somewhere. So I yes. have been drinking wine. I'm on the East Coast. It's it's in the afternoon my time, but I have been drinking my wine, sipping on it since like eleven a.m. my time, which would be like I think like eight o'clock in it's the morning. Like here, so yeah. <laughs> I've had I'm on like glass two and a half. Um, what kind of but, wine are you drinking? Are you a red? So are you I'm, a white? Do you like anything? I'm extremely fancy, so I am drinking a two dollar and eighty six <laughs> bottle of Aldi wine, Pinot Grigio, because I'm a fancy bitch. And that's I was how really I waiting that. for a fancy ass wine. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking. It's two dollars and eighty six cents for a whole bottle, and I love it. It's good. If you have an Aldi, though. yes. If you have an Aldi near you that sells wine, their Aldi brand wine is freaking awesome. Kind of equivalent to like two buck chuck from Trader Joe's. I was like, Trader Joe's two buck chuck? That's yeah. all, that's all it's, I it's, want. It's, it's the equivalent. So last time I went to Aldi to get my wine, so I get like two cases of it. She's like, oh, you're having a party. And I'm like, no. no. 
<laughs> this is for me. These are my supplies. <laughs> this is for me. This is for, this is just for me. me. So I'm That's drinking so that, and about a half an hour ago, um, I smoked a THCA pre-roll, which um, I love. Once you, if anybody's familiar with like anything at the the THCA, mm-hmm. um, it's legal-ish in most states. Um, it's yeah, kind it's of a weird loophole. space. Yeah, it's, it's I like really a know what it is yet. Yeah, so I'm in I'm in DC, and it's not fully. Um, you know, adult use of it's 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 weird how it is here, but I don't. Yeah, have I know the DC car- cannabis laws are are very. They're still it's like very, not fully figured out. Like no, like, it's not. It's like you can weird. gift it. Like I can go somewhere and buy like a forty dollar pack of matches and get things. But but to make it just super simple, because I sell pre rolls and everything on my site, so I you know I get high on my own supply. So. <laughs> I, um, so, you know, when you light the THCA, when you decarb it by lighting it, it turns mm-hmm. THC. It's not the same as that high as a lot of people expect, yeah. but it's super relaxing. I'm super sure it's still fun. very relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually take like three puffs and then I'm good. And I put That's it back great. out and put it back in my tube until the next time. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm a micro doser. So I'll do a little bit of that um, mm-hmm. several times throughout the day. So that's what that's that's what I'm on right now. That sounds lovely. Well, that sounds like a great combo for this conversation. Um, first things first, I asked a question to everybody. What was your first experience, you know, life with cannabis? And maybe what was your first experience like pairing sex with cannabis? And how did it lead to you doing the work you're doing today? My first time um, experiencing consuming cannabis was in high school. Um and it's, I don't, I've never really been a big person, a person that likes smoking weed. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. I'm one of the people that if you ever hear about people saying they get anxious and paranoid, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. Like, cause when you just uh, smoke, you know, yes. you don't know, you don't know the terpenes. You don't know the, yeah. sh- just, just you the red. You have a, a special endocannabinoid system. That's all that means. I do. <laughs> So I don't really enjoy and but once it becomes legal here, fully adult use legal, I'm really mm-hmm. excited to get into experimenting with different terpenes and different things so I can get to the point to figure out what I like. But I'm not in a position right now to do that. Yeah. So I just be so chilling. So you're more but, of a fan of CBD, I'm guessing. I mean, of course, yeah. with your store, you have lots of CBD topicals and things like that. You have CBD pre-rolls, like I mentioned. How, you know, what's been your experience like with CBD as to do microdose? So I'm sure you're very um, intentional with your usage. I am. I was being, shoot, just, I was going to say being a business owner, you know, I'm anxious, but I think just at this point now, just being black in America, I think we mm-hmm. all got a certain level of PTSD and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so me using my different CBD products, whether it be tinctures or smoking or topicals or my bath bombs, whatever the case it may be, it just puts me into this relaxing state where I can focus on getting pleasure. And I talk a lot about pleasure and this is not even about sexual pleasure. Like mm-hmm. just as black women, we just deserve pleasure just to feel yes. good. To feel just relaxed. A that we are like Yeah, just to be stress free. And yeah. so that's what I 
really use it for because I'm one of the people that my brain moves a thousand ticks a minute, <laughs> you know, especially at nighttime, can't go to sleep. So I've been a fan of CBD for at least like since 2018 when the farm bill passed and it became mm-hmm. legal. Um, I've been using it since then and I just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan, obviously. So I'm, fan. I'm sure like a lot of us, you at some point, I mean, now you, you know, you sell the stuff, you are the plug for the CBD lubes and stuff, but I'm sure at some point you tried CBD with your intimacy life and your sex life. What was that like the first time? Were you like immediately a light bulb went off? Were you amazed? I know for me, I used, have used CBD like lubes and things like that in my sex life because I had suffered with pelvic pain. And when I tried it for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, there's no pain. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually didn't start off using lubes and everything like that. How it, I even got into CBD was, um, like you said, my husband and I own um, two adult stores. Mm-hmm. And of course, we carry all the different types of lube. And mm-hmm. in 2018, when people were putting CBD in everything, CBD yeah. lube was <laughs> a hot thing. And yeah. customers would come in the store and say, hey. I saw this thing in a magazine. Do you have CBD lube? I'm like, no, because I, you know, I don't always keep my ear all the way to the street. So I didn't know about the CBD lube. You were like, is that legal? I was like, what's happening? I don't know. And so I researched it, found somebody to wholesale it from, just carry one brand in a store. But then when women started coming back in and just talking about all the pleasure they were having, people that Mm -hmm. suffer from, like you said, pelvic pain, endometriosis, mm-hmm. fibroids, all these different things. I said, you know what? I had, for the first time, I had pleasurable sex in years. I didn't wow. have any pain. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I still hadn't even tried it at this point. But then I yeah. let me look into this whole CBD thing. And then when I saw that, it really helped with anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. I had bad menstrual cramps. I started using it for that. Yeah. And oh, I my gosh. I don't know how I was getting through my menstrual cycle oh before my CBD. Goodness. Oh my God. I do a whole, I'm one of the people that do a whole layered approach. So I'll do my tinctures. I'll do a topical, rub it on my abdomen for my cramps and, and be more targeted in uh, pain relief. I'll do my CBD bath bomb. I have a whole ritual. Yeah, I mean, bathroom. just cover me in the C- just pour it on my body. <laughs> Pour it all on my body, girl. Just get it all in me. Pump Just it in, in all me. the cracks and crevices. Please and thank you. Yes. So I fell in love with CBD. And then I noticed that me, even though I wasn't taking it for sexual reasons, I mm-hmm. noticed that I was in the mood more often for mm-hmm. sex. A lot of, one of the biggest complaints about that I get from women is that they just don't feel like having sex or they don't want to have sex. So I'm, I'm not in the mood to sex. And it's really all the stressors that we have going on. And when I got to the point that I got rid of some of those stressors and was actually being able to be calm, I'm like, okay, you know, pull your pants down. I'm ready to get in. <laughs> and my husband is like, what's happening? What's getting into you? Whatever it is, keep doing it, girl. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely takes you out of your head. I I feel like I also heard like, did you have women that came in maybe? Or have you heard that like, women with uh, sexual PTSD? Was it helping them as well? Oh, yes, definitely. As as black women in general, we have like the highest number 
um, numbers for sexual trauma. You know, we're over-sexualized aggressively Mm -hmm. as young people. And it's just, we go through so many different things. So Mm -hmm. a lot of that gets in the way of us having our sexual desire and being able to be aroused. And for a lot of women, just believing that they deserve pleasure. All of that gets in the way. So when, like you say, when you get out of your head and you can actually concentrate on your body and concentrate on the pleasure Mm -hmm. on what you need and what you want yes it opens up a whole brand new world oh my goodness and it's just all the all the emails and the dms and and just the messages from women that have tried the products and and just had such great success with it like that's that's why I do it. I love it. Of course, you know, you want to make money. You want to be successful. Yeah. Being in this business and being someone that deals with this plant and the impact that we're yeah. actually, you know, educating people on, the impact that I feel when I'm doing this work. Oh, my goodness. Super rewarding. Super rewarding. I mean, you're out here changing lives for real. Changing sex lives. Changing actual lives. <laughs> like being an actual uh, plant superhero. Um, how did you become a sex and intimacy expert? Like what kind of inspired you to pursue this career path or this, you know, specific niche? It's really funny. So my husband started the company before we even knew each other. So Mm -hmm. he had one store, um, that he had already started. And so when we started dating and he told me what he did, I'm like, oh, free sex. Oh. I'm with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm kind of crazy. You know, I've, I've been known to do crazy things and I'm, I'm a pop-up queen. I know they say don't pop up on people, but I'm a pop-up queen. <laughs> so I would pop up at the store all the time because most of our customers and back then most of his customers were women. And, mm. and you know, they're flirting with him. You know, he all right looking. You know, he talks like a handsome. I'm like, what are these bitches doing up in this store? <laughs> You're like, actually, I'm right here. I'm right here. Right. So I would pop up all the time. So eventually he's like, since you won't be here, let me show you how to work this cash register. So I would be at the store on a cash register and people would come to me and ask me all sorts of questions and like just questions about how this toy works or this net Mm -hmm. that 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 was easy to explain but when people have questions like I'm suffering from this or why what do I do when my body does this or all these Mm -hmm. different questions like that I'm like well shoot I don't know I don't know this about my body you know as black people we don't get you know a comprehensive sex education we get you know STI prevention pregnancy prevention Mm -hmm. things like that we don't actually get taught about pleasure and get taught about our bodies and what we should be doing with them um, to have a pleasurable sex life. So that's what prompted me to go to school for um, sex education. So I actually went out to the West Coast and went to Portland and stayed out there for a while and actually attended a program um, to get uh, my certificate in sex education. And then I came back home, did all my live class, I mean, my online classes, And then I started having my own workshops and doing more speaking engagements and educational programs for different nonprofits in the area, uh, specifically talking to Black women and Black couples. And Mm -hmm. then I would always have Black couples ask me afterwards, like, hey, I loved everything you said, but we need some specific attention. Can you counsel us? And I'm like, ooh, I don't know about that. 
So then I went, <laughs> I went back to learn how to be a sex coach and mm. help couples with their um, sexual desires and fantasies and compromise and different things to increase their intimacy. And that's how I got here. <laughs> that's amazing. That's such an interesting journey. How you were like, I'm gonna just show up to my boyfriend's uh, store. And yeah. now you're here. And now I'm here. And then, you know, throughout that time, my husband and I, the, the first store that he had was a little store. We moved that into a store three times the size. Then we opened up a second store. And then I started my own CBD company focusing on Black women because like, I saw how much CBD helped me explore my sexuality. It was like, mm. I, I need to tell more people about this. And I want to have my yeah. own line of products. That's one of the things about CBD products. A lot of times you don't know what you're getting. Like, yeah, you especially don't, if you're like getting the gas station CBD right? by that lady. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting. So I know everything I everything that I have, you know, I have COAs for. It's been tested. I know what it is. I use it myself. And I just want to have something that I could be proud of and then be sure that people who purchase from me, like, you know, I want to have their trust that they're getting mm -hmm. what I'm telling them they're getting, which a lot of companies I found you know, it doesn't always happen that way. So I, I really enjoy the lane that I'm in now. It's really unique work that you're doing, but it's necessary. Like as I continue to research you and the work that you were doing, I just was like, this is so cool because I've never really seen like a black woman sexual coach coaching other black women or having a focus on the black female body. And I feel like that service is needed for a lot of people and they might not even know it, but it could really change not only how they, you know, have a great sex life with their partner, but how they view themselves and their own bodies. It's, it's very valuable work. I'm very appreciative of what you're doing in this oh, space. Thank you. Yeah, as Black women, we have so many issues when it comes to sex, whether it be, you know, generational curses from where, you know, mm -hmm. our, our mothers, our parents, maybe like you grew up in a house where we talking about it, but like a lot of people that I meet, I know. Yeah, but they, I didn't have they my mom has always been like, we're going to talk about it because she was not allowed to grow up in a mm. house of talking about it. Yeah, we don't all have that such a great experience. So we have those things that we have to deal with, things from the church. Now we have social media then things about porn and there's all these narratives in our head about sex and it takes a lot to break down what are the things that you believe about your sexuality and what are the things that they you can't see me but I got my funny quotation quotation <laughs> what are the things that they said you should be and defining yeah. your own sexuality for yourself and prioritizing your pleasure and you know getting your own sexual boundaries and doing whatever the hell you want to do like just being sexually liberated as a black woman yeah. it's so if it makes awesome. you feel good do it do if it it's not harming anyone and it makes you feel good just do it that's like, what I tell don't people. be ashamed of it if it's legal and consensual, do it. <laughs> yes, consent is key. So obviously, like, as we keep mentioning, a large part of your work, large focus of your work is sex education and counseling and coaching for women of color. As women of color, we don't get to have these conversations openly, openly and like ask questions. Like I said, like my grandmother in her house, you, you couldn't really talk about sex. So that's why 
my mom is so adamant on just being open about it. Why do you think that is like a cycle for us black women? Like how do we break these boundaries and these cycles in terms of talking about sex and exploring sex? I think just doing things like we're doing right now, like we're talking about Mm -hmm. it and normalizing it. I think just more times we have conversations because when I have group conversations with other black women, there's always, I can look in the crowd and see like little light bulbs going off on top of mm-hmm. people's head because we, ha- we have so much shame and guilt when it comes to sex, but mm-hmm. shame lives in silence. When we talk mm-hmm. about it more, you might, you know, someone say, you know, I hardly ever have orgasms when I'm having, you know, sex with my male partner. Somebody else says, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, I thought something was wrong with me. I hardly do either. And then I come and say, girl, <laughs> You know, 80% of all women don't have orgasms from penetrative sex. It's like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. You you know, I'm giving people the permission to feel, quote, unquote, normal and know that, you know, a lot of times women, we feel like our body is failing us and we have to be these certain Mm -hmm. ways. And just my main job is like just giving people, Black women specifically, permission just to be them. And I I think we have so many things going against us and we don't talk about these things enough. But if we talk about it more, we can see that we can actually together as a community and a culture help each other and realize that there's nothing wrong with us. (laughs) Not at all. This is the same things that other people are going through. But if we don't talk about it, we would never know. Mm -hmm. Growing up, what was you know, maybe your conversations that you had with your friends and family about sex and sexuality, were you also in a household that didn't really talk about it or did you have a little bit more freedom? We didn't talk about nothing. Let me tell you a quick story. I was in, we never, I never had the sex talk with my parents. And when I was in 11th grade, I got caught in the back of my house, sucking my boyfriend's dick, right? (laughs) Oh no! I feel father. like everybody at some point in high school got caught doing that. And you would think that this would be the opportunity to talk yeah, to me about like, oh, that. Oh, we need to talk to her. Never she knows this is not the place. Never. No one ever said a word. And my father what? told my mother they never said a word about it. Still, never had any conversation revolves That's around wild. sex. Yo, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it's funny. Y'all had nothing to say? Nothing to say. And so now my mother, she's so funny. She comes to, uh, I need her to get off my email list. Cause like when I do different <laughs> Zooms and I go live sometimes, she always be on it listening. She she is one of my greatest cheerleaders and everything. But sometimes I'm like, Sharon, can you can you get off the Zoom? She be sitting there eating dinner. <laughs> She's sitting there on camera eating dinner in the Zoom, just looking. I'm like, oh my God, this woman don't get off this oh, thing. Man. But but now <laughs> she's super accepting and and you know, we had a conversation mm-hmm. about it and like, you know, a lot of times our parents, I'm a little older than you, like I'm in my forties. Uh our mm-hmm they didn't have the words. They didn't have the conversation. They only knew what mm-hmm. they heard. Like a lot of, a lot of people, my parents age, they never had good sex. Their whole life. Like they don't know. <laughs> they don't know what's yeah. going on. It's only like they never got to have those conversations. They never got nope. to explore. Like people got married just very young to like the first person that asked them to marry them. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, I mean, they didn't really have much to say. And I, I yeah. love that. 
the generations now that are coming up know all the things. There's a few colleges in this in my area in DC, and I, I love going to Howard. I love going to Black colleges. So a couple times I've been there and done speaking engagements and um, educational workshops, and the things that the college student knows, like blows my mind, they know all the things. And I'm just like, wow, if the people who were 40s and 50s and 60s knew half of what you guys knew, but it's a different time, you know? Yeah, I'm like, we can get everything from the internet now. Like yeah. if we wanna have a question or if we wanna, you know, explore something, we can easily go on Google and find it. Exactly. But it, it, it's great. I mean, everything it, it has to evolve. And I, I love the direction that us as Black women are going um, going towards when it comes to sexual yeah. empowerment and progress. I love it. I love it yeah. so much. I was telling, I was talking to someone the other day being like, I'm so, I, I follow a lot of pole dancers and OnlyFans girls on Instagram <laughs> because I really admire the work that they're doing and how they're kind of taking, like, taking the power back and, like, uh, owning the male gaze and making money from yeah. it. I love it. What do you think about kind of this culture now of like OnlyFans and, um, you know, women, like I said, taking their beautiful bodies and creating content out of it? I feel like you've probably seen a lot of OnlyFans girls or maybe you've coached some. I don't know. I love it. I'm here for all of it. I have a, I have a little... <laughs> a couple things <laughs> in the background oh girl don't smoke too hard <laughs> I, no that was me calling like uh, uh, maybe i gotta i have a, um, I have a couple things going in the background i have a, a different ig page where i you know sell mm-hmm. different things allegedly supposedly i'm so mm-hmm. i hear you <laughs> i'm like uh, it's so many people that look at it as being a hoe being a whore you don't have no morals but like you said Taking your body and being confident and thinking that's beautiful mm-hmm. and thinking that it looks good and sitting it out there and making money off of, you know, doing it. I think it's awesome. I think it's totally awesome. I do it. Um, and I wish somebody would say something. I'm a grown ass woman. <laughs> Listen, facts. It's so powerful. Like, I low-key wish I had the guts to be an OnlyFans girl because I have these times where... I'm very confident. I feel very good about myself. I'll take some really cute pictures and videos. Nobody is ever going to see them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, man, I need to make an OnlyFans, but that's not my lane. I'm in the podcast weed lane, of course. But I think this space is so cool, especially like you said now, like college kids now, some of these college kids also have OnlyFans and it's helping them pay for school. I love it. And they know just as much as they know, if not more about, um, you know, sex and sexuality. Cause we're, we are having these conversations more and more. Um, I also mentioned like you're an intimacy coach and sexuality coach. And I saw you even do like couples and individual coaching. What does this work look like? Like say I'm someone and I booked a coaching session with you and then how does it change someone's sex life or how they view their sexuality? Cause I'm actually not super familiar with like what a, sex or intimacy coach does so mostly what i do people always ask me um so when i do have a potential client you know i have to have, to have a consultation because i'm a sex mm-hmm. coach i'm not a sex therapist so the one of the differences mm-hmm. when i talk to someone is figuring out like are we going to work on things going in the future and propel you into you know your sexual goals that you want or do you need help on things on the past 
So like someone that has sexual mm. trauma or had, you know, issues from their last relationship or, you know, needs to sit down and work on some baggage from the past, then I'm always going to refer mm-hmm. them to a therapist. So what I do is help you get a game plan going so we can get to the sexual goals that you want. So most of the time I do counsel couples and it's, mm. it's usually that they're, the spark is gone, the intimacy is gone and they still like each other. They still love each other. They want to get that, you know, zhuzh back together to <laughs> get it popping again. There's some couples that come to me and they like on borderline divorce. I'm like, well, child, y'all don't even like each other. How am I going to get y'all to have sex with each other? So it, it's like it's certain things have to be lined up together. It has to be both partners mm-hmm. want to do it. I get some couples that contact me and it's usually um, the female partner. And they're like, well, he, yeah. I want him to do it. I'm like, well, has he said he's going to do it? Do we want to do it? Because if he's not going to do it, it's, it's kind of hard yeah, for me it needs to, to be both Yeah, it's kind of hard for me to help you guys yeah. work on your relationship with just you. So there's a whole bunch of questions going involved. But then when we, I do get a couple that I'm right for them and no right, they're right for me. Then we move forward and, you know, I just have different assessments. And then every week we talk about things. I give them homework. We recap. I give them more things. And usually sex coaching doesn't take a long time. Um, my main package is um, six sessions. And usually by the six sessions, like you're on your way to to getting everything together. Everything is rekindled. And it, it doesn't really take much. Once I figure out what the problem is and how to get you back on that course, it doesn't take long. Okay. I feel like that's really cool because sometimes you really just need an outsider, an expert who can guide you through like what's the challenge and then what's the goal. And I, do you have, when you have these sessions with people, like do you guys usually have an end goal or do you just kind of let it flow freely and then see like how things improve? Yeah. So when they, when they first come to me, there is an assessment. And one of the questions that I love that I ask is, if you could wave a magic wand over your relationship, what would you wish for? And so that's usually where I get to the core of what they want. So by the time we have our first conversation, I already have, you know, quite an idea of what's going on, what they're looking forward to, and, you know, how that's going to work. Okay, that's cool. I definitely recommend you guys reach out to Shawnee because I feel like more and more of us, like I said, can use these uh, resources and we just don't even know it yet. I know. <laughs> there might be someone listening right now that's like, oh, I think I maybe need that. And they didn't even realize it until just now. Yes, definitely. For those that are like interested in possibly becoming like sexuality coaches or intimacy coaches, um, or just becoming like a professional um, in the sex industry, what tips and tools would you recommend to like start off with? Is it just like immediately go to school? You have to go to school to get that formal education or are there other ways that they can get it? No, there's lo- lots of sex educators that don't have any formal education. It's just, I would think it would be to figure out who are the people you want to talk to and figure out what are what do they need? What do they need for you? And what can you give them to help solve whatever problem? Or or maybe you just want to be a fun person <laughs> that just make you know <laughs> funny TikToks talk about sex and that's your that's you normalizing it and making it because it should be fun. Yeah. So if there's so many different lanes and avenues, um 
with sex education. I know people that have PhDs. I know people that are high school dropouts and still have a viable business as a sex educator. That's what I love about it. It's just given mm-hmm. putting out the content and delivering um, your expertise because you can you can learn lots of things about sex um, just through you know your everyday life. And like you said on Google, you can Google all things. <laughs> And you could, you yeah, could, I'm like, you can find anything on the internet. Yeah. Like, things I did not want to see, but I saw them. So. Exactly. And I feel like, like, because I don't have, like, I don't have a PhD. I don't have a master's in sex education or public policy or gender studies or any of these different things. But one of my superpowers is taking, you know, maybe complicated stuff about sex and just making it super ass relatable. Like, and that's. That's why you just like intrigued me so much the first time I talked to you, I think, because you immediately made it super simple for us to understand. You were like, okay, so this many nerves, like this, this thing. Yes, it needs to be, like, I know my audience and that's the way I grasp yeah. things because you have all the information. I've gone to different conferences where I'm, because I still go to classes. This sex education is always changing. It's always something new. So I'm continuing always going to different classes from other people. And it's sometimes I'm sitting in class and the information is so good. Like, it's so good. But I'm like, sis, you're boring as shit. It's so <laughs> I can't grasp because you're not relating to me. Yeah, because like the they're not making it Yeah, you're not making it interesting. So that's one of the things that I think helps me as a sex educator re- reaching the audience that I want to reach is that I make it so they can understand it. And they're like, oh, I never thought about it like that. That makes sense. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you, I think you grabbed our attention in that clubhouse chat because you were speaking our language. You were, you were like, okay, someone had a question, I can answer this, and then it immediately was just like you were just saying things that we all understood, and it wasn't you didn't say it in complicated form or anything. Because like I don't know none of the big words. I, like, I can only use the words I know. <laughs> that's real, and that's okay. You don't have to know the big words <laughs> to to be an expert. Yeah. Just FYI. So to get into like a little bit more fun questions, I feel like questions that a lot more people probably have. I know you're a fan of toys and you do toy reviews. I feel like many women are still ashamed and embarrassed of incorporating toys. Say there's a woman out there who wants to incorporate toys or maybe has tried toys and it was painful. What would you recommend? Like what toy would you maybe recommend or what you know steps would you recommend to make that woman feel comfortable? Yeah, great question. So toys are so trial and error and personal preference. It could be a toy that I have right now and I love. It makes me come in two minutes flat. I love it. I want to marry it. And then you might try. Wanna marry yeah, it. I want to marry it. So, <laughs> and, and then you might try that same toy and it ain't hitting on nothing. You're like, yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah, it's not yeah. the same. Our bodies are so different. The way everything is situated mm-hmm. in our bodies, the way we feel, everything is different. So, unfortunately, it's hard. Like when people ask for suggestions, like I like to, it takes a long time sometimes, but I, I have to ask a lot of questions like, where do you mm-hmm. like your body stimulated? Like, what what do you do to yourself to bring yourself pleasure? And and sometimes I that's part of the problem. A lot of people don't know. They don't know what brings them pleasure. They're like, I don't know. I've never they, tried. They've never tried to try first. Yeah. 
You need to try. So then, you know, I started asking my husband, like, okay, if, if you've had sex before, do you like oral sex more? Do you like penetrative sex more? Do you like anal sex? Like, I, then I try to break it down more into, like, what, mm-hmm. what, what parts do you like stimulate? Nine times out of ten, most people with vulvas identify as women. They're going to say, oh, I like oral sex better. I'm like, okay. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Let's go with a clitoral toy. So if someone comes to me and they've never had a toy and they just want to experiment, because I don't want you to, toys can, I, I have toys that cost over $200. I don't want you to break the bank oh, wow. and you might not know if that's the, the stimulation that you're going to like. You know what I mean? So yeah. you, I, a bullet is a perfect toy to start off with because you could use it in so many different ways. Which I know are on your website. Yes, the bullets on heartsdesires.com. This it's they they can use you can use a bullet by yourself masturbating. You can use a bullet with your partner, you know, exploring each other's body with this bullet. Mm-hmm. It's bullets are super helpful during sex, holding this bullet on your clitoris while you're having sex. As most of us as women, we need some sort of clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. You need yeah, that while we're having to reach sex. full climax. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I always tell people start off with a bullet because you use it in so many different ways. It's usually small. It's not a whole bunch of buttons and nothing. It's very discreet. Yeah, I like the one on your site because it has a little case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On my CBD site, the NoraLeaf.com, I have one that's in a couple of bundles. It comes in. I do like the case. Throw the case in a suitcase. And be gone. Mm-hmm. It's rechargeable. Um, but that's why I usually tell people to start. And then once you figure out exactly where it is and what type of stimulation you like, then you can move on to buying more expensive toys. But I, I, I don't, even though, of course, more expensive toys is, you know, more money for me. But I don't like wasting people's money. I want people <laughs> to have the pleasure. Uh, yeah. Know. Yeah. I don't think you would recommend like if someone getting it's someone who's listening or whatever might be buying their first toy or shopping for their first toy. Probably don't get like the two hundred dollar giant vibrating thing. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. And seventeen features because it's gonna it's not gonna be comfortable. Dad, it's not gonna feel all that. You have great. to ease into it. So I tell people to and definitely um try it by yourself. First, some people it's mm-hmm. it's great using toys with a partner, but it's when you're really getting down to exploring your body and trying different things, being by yourself and enjoying your body by yourself where, you know, there's no expectations, there's no time constraints, you're not rushing, you're not trying to be something for somebody else where you could just be yourself. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the best thing. You should take always some take some time for, you know, masturbation self-pleasure self-intimacy like that's definitely part of my self-care routine masturbation and that's how you're able to like help other people too like when you know what you like and how you like to feel then when you do have sex with a partner then you have an idea of of what to tell them to do I'm a big fan of just telling you what I like like I just we I get down to the meat and bones and I'm able to communicate what I like because I know what I like because I've tried it myself exactly and that's why I love cannabis because a lot of people they don't it's hard even if you know what you want sometimes it's hard having these conversations it could be awkward like people don't know what to say people don't know where to start but sometimes like if you you know I encourage people to consume cannabis some kind of way of course I always use CBD so taking popping a gummy or taking some tincture smoking a pre-roll together something like that so you can you know 
knock off the stressors, get to the vulnerable yeah, point. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that next too. Like, how can people incorporate cannabis or CBD into their sex life or self pleasure intimacy? Oh yeah, def- definitely doing it with a partner because you're going to have great conversations. Um, I like to talk about when talking about cannabis and sex, I like to break it into basically three different pillars. Um, real quick, just my mind, body, intimacy. So mind, we already talked about how we have so many different things going on our mind, stress, anxiety, you know, PTSD, traumas, all these different things. So consuming some CBD before sex is going to get you focused more on the pleasure. And then body, Mm -hmm. there's so many people that have painful sex, um, whether it be pelvic pain, endometriosis, vaginismus, and just we carry, especially Black women, we carry a lot of our stress in our reproductive area. We're like, stuff is tight. Yes, this is why we get fired. Yeah, we're always holding in our guts and abdomen. We're we're always holding everything like, and so our pelvic floor muscles a lot of times are super tight. And that's not good for sex. That's not great for pleasure. So using certain things, um, tinctures, CBD lubes, and things like that can help relax those muscles. Listen, CBD lube has changed Oh my goodness, so good. Everyone needs it right now immediately even if you don't have painful sex I feel like it changes the chemistry completely I don't know why but I love it it's it's also (laughs) because besides it being um you know helps with information that's going to help with the pain and relaxes the muscles it's CBD is a vasodilator which is just a big fancy word for increases blood flow so more blood flow going down there to our good parts, our clitoris, our vagina, you know, our anus. Men can use it too, by the way. Say it again. I'm like, men can use it too as well. Anally. Right? So CBD lube for, so for men putting it on their penis, it's not going to be as great as um, putting it anally because the, the, the skin on the penis Got is super you. thick. So it's not going to be as so it won't give this. Yeah, it's not going to be absorbed as well. We're like vaginally, those mucous membranes inside our vagina, like they just suck the CBD lube up like a biscuit. Like it just sucks it all up. And just in our inside our anus, inside our butts, we have the same mucous membranes. And so that's a good way to get it inside our body. So if it's a guy and he's someone that's into anal pleasure, perfect. But, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the, the cishet men, they ain't, they, they not putting nothing yeah. in their butt. I'm like, you. This is information we need to know. This is why I have you here. We need yeah, to know I'm like, this. do you know how much, if I was a dude and had a prostate, do you know how I would be up in my butt all the damn time? <laughs> <laughs> but they don't, they, I mean, it's brainwash, it's toxic masculinity. I feel like some men are going to hear this and be like, oh, hell no. I know. <laughs> I, could, I could talk to, I could talk to. People that identify as men, so I'm blue in the face about anal pleasure and their prostate, and they don't want to hear it, and that's fine. I, they, I ain't tripping off them no way. I love black women talking to them. So I, I, I'm like, okay, y'all want to hear it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then like I, I also have um, a CBD arousal oil. Um, a lot of times we have issues with arousing our bodies, like People think just because they want to have sex that our body is going to respond immediately. It all it doesn't always happen. Like you ever had where no. you're you want to have sex, you know, you're not getting wet, things aren't happening. Because when we get aroused, our body does all of these different things 
without us even doing it. Mm-hmm. It signals us, doesn't it? Like tell us. Yes. Your your eyes get dilated and your body gets. Yeah, harder. your your vagina elongates because it's like, hey, I think something might be coming up in here. So it, it elongates to make it more pleasurable. You get wetter, you get lubrication, you know, your heart beats faster, more blood is going to the clitoris for more sensitivity. So, so many things that are happening when we get aroused, but when our mind and body doesn't match, sometimes that's an issue. So I love my arousal oil because yeah. you can just put a couple of drops, one or two drops on your clitoris. And it's like, it just, I, I call it spark for a reason because it sparked that clit, right? Creates a spark. I love it. I love it so much. So how I know for me, like the first time I had to start incorporating cannabis into my sex life, it was a little awkward because I had to like tell the person that I was with at the time, like I have this, uh, you know, pelvic hormonal issue. You know, sex is very painful for me if I don't use CBD. And then we started buying CBD often because I was able to have that conversation. But for someone that might not be able to, how could they introduce CBD or cannabis into the bedroom, especially if their partner like might not have any idea like what it is? I know like for a lot of women, like smoking before sex is very helpful. Yeah, so it's all it all boils down communication, whether it's introducing anything in the bedroom, whether it's sex toys, cannabis, you know, paddles, whatever, you know, you might want to try some kinky mm-hmm. stuff, you know, introducing anything, it's a way that we have to talk to our partners. And it's it's a lot involved. So especially if your partner, um, it's with, I talk to women all the time. So most of the people I talk to are in heterosexual relationships and their partners are men and men can be a little funny, funny acting. So, yes. so you, you're trying to say <laughs> things that are not going to hurt their ego, but you still get your point across. So first thing first, I tell people to ask their partner, you know, to say, hey, I really want to talk about, you know, sex with you. I really, you know, enjoy having sex with you and all this, you know, whatever you want to say to jazz it up and, you know, Mm -hmm. stroke the ego a little bit and just say, most importantly, is this a good time to have this conversation, you know, or can you tell me when it's a good time? Because, you you know, you might have been thinking about this for three, four days and then you want to have this conversation. You want to do it right now. And you haven't got you haven't given your partner a chance to, you know, maybe they might be in a bad mood. They might have had a bad day at work. They might be hungry. They might be tired. They might be sleepy. They might not just be in the mood to talk about it. So first saying, asking your partner, is this a good time to talk about it? They're like, that's number one. Start off with that. And then yes. number two, I like to use like a compliment sandwich. So I'll start off with saying like, you know, I enjoy our time together. I love being intimate with you. I love being close to you. It would be awesome if we tried X, Y, Z. I saw this and I would love to try it with you. I think it would be so awesome. So you're pivoting. Yes, emphasis on yeah, you. So, so, and you're making it in a way that it's not saying you're doing anything wrong. So when, like, if you came to your partner, which might be the case, then you might, but, you know, I don't like having sex with you. The sex with you was whack. Like, you ain't hitting no nothing. It don't feel good. So we're not going to say that. Because <laughs> that's going to put somebody no, defensive. Help. You're going to say, you know, you're going to give a compliment about your relationship. Say some things. You know, I really, I found out that I really love, you know, when you, maybe when you go in and, and hit it from the left. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Be very specific, I feel like, too. Like, details, details help. help, but you have to know your body to give the detail. 
Um, yeah. So doing yeah. that and just reinforcing that you want this, to, you're doing this because you love them or you like them. You don't have to be in love with the person. You're doing this because you like them and you want to be, you know, intimate and have a more pleasurable sex life with them. So it's just a certain way to to make it, I like to call it a compliment sandwich. Or you could do, you know, the 2021 way and just forward them an email or forward them a YouTube and be like, hey, I saw this on social media. What do you think? That's a good way to judge. Yeah, I've done that before where I send articles and I'm like, oh, I was reading this. And I just kind of start like putting the bug exactly. in their head that it's something I want to try. Yeah, so gauging their interest is a good way. Another good way is like to Google a sexual yes, no, maybe list. There's so many online where you can print out, print out one copy for you, print out one copy for um, your partner. And they're, they're both the same. And you go through, it has all these different scenarios and you circle or check off yes, no, maybe. And then you can compare answers. And that's the easy way to be like, oh my goodness, we matched on this. Oh, we should try this. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different ways to approach the subject. And so we can get to the point that you're having the sex that you need and deserve and want. It's just, you know, it's dependent on your partner and and, and how, you know, thick of some gloves you got to have on when you're handling them. <laughs> yeah, but you just got to ask. Like, you just got to communicate and just be open and hope that your partner is open exactly. as well. Yeah. Well, I only have a couple more questions for you and then we're going to wrap up. You've already given us so many gems. Like I said, this is information that people needed. And I don't even think they know <laughs> they needed it, but they're going to hear this <laughs> and they're going to be like, I'm about to text my partner and tell them we need some CPU yeah. in our life. Um, I'm hoping, you know, after this conversation, I would love to see if you have any um, self-love, self-pleasure uh, or sex homework for us I feel like it's a stressful time obviously COVID is still here (laughs) a lot of us like you said hold that stress in our bodies and I think more than anything people forget that sex is a great stress reliever naturally it's supposed to do that for us and it's supposed to be great and you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be intimate and give your partner pleasure and receive pleasure but it's also can be like you said it's a form of self-care um so do you have any homework for us or anything you suggest we look up or you know something that we maybe try yeah I I love talking to um women and one of the things that I love doing to give as a homework assignment is to do a naked self-reflection in the mirror I love that a lot of us have so many different body okay. image issues no matter if you're a size two mm-hmm. Or a size 22. A lot of us, you know, we don't like certain parts of our bodies on certain days. And so one thing that I love to advise women to do is to stand in the mirror and look themselves naked and just pick out one thing. Just pick out one thing that you really like about your body. Like for me, it's my calves. I think I think my calves are pretty awesome. So sometimes I might accentuate <laughs> when I'm feeling, you know, a little down or whatever, a good pick me up for me, is to put on some high heels while I'm in the bedroom because they just make my calves pop more. Yes, high yes. heels. And so it might be somebody that loves the way their boobs look. So I'm like, you know, put on something very low cut or put on a long dangly necklace that's going to bring attention to your boobs. Might be somebody else that, you know, likes their butt. Put on your best, cheekiest, 
you know, boy shorts on with some butt cheeks hanging out, you know, do accentuate what's going to make you feel good. Because if you feel good about yourself in the bedroom, it's the more you're going to enjoy that time. Because if you're just thinking about, you know, because sometimes for me, like I got fat rolls, I got stretch marks, I got, you know, saggy titties that fall to the sides when I lay down on bed. If I focus on all of that stuff, I'm not going to be focused on the pleasure. But if I get myself into mm-hmm. a good mood, a good sexual mood myself, and I think a lot of times we don't turn our, our own selves on. We're relying on our partners to turn ourselves on. Right. So when you yeah. get to the point that you can look in a mirror and find something like, mm, damn, girl, you look good, you know, and do that for yourself, <laughs> that's going to translate into better experiences in the bedroom for both of you. Your partner will be like, oh, what's what's gotten into you today? You're like, nothing, you know, I just, you know, I'm good. You know, so that's something that I really think a lot of people can use no matter, um, you know, what size you are, who you are, what gender you are. I talk to women all the time, but I think uh, all of us go through these different things, but I think that that's an easy, something easy to do. You wanted the easy homework assignment. Yes, that's the easy homework. Anyone could do it. I love that homework assignment because, like you said, a lot of us will will rely on, like, the pleasure aspect or someone else bringing us pleasure for us to feel good about ourselves. And it's just such a good thing to just take that time to just, like, love on yourself, whether you're just looking at yourself or touching yourself, just being like, I'm worthy enough to just give myself some love. It's such an easy way to just attract the same feeling. Exactly. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Shawnee, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. You are just a gem. I'm so happy that I finally got to have you on. I feel like I'm going to get a lot of DMs about this episode. Uh, (laughs) And I've already warned my mother that this is coming out. But I showed her your website and she's just like, I'm so happy seeing more Black women, especially you know, in their 30s, 40s, who are doing this work and having these conversations, because we haven't gotten to have them for many years. And now it's just like, I feel like the last maybe 10 years has been the era, you know, of like the Megan the Stallions and the Hardy Bs. And, you know, like, WAP is a hit for a reason, because (laughs) we have this power over our pleasure. It is. And I'm I'm excited to see it. And I'm excited to see the work you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Of course. So now is your time to shine. Please plug all your uh, your websites, your Instagram, anything in particular you want to promo. If you have any like workshops or events, you know, let us know. I want everyone to, you know, find Shawnee. Hit her up if you feel like you need some intimacy or sexuality coaching or just go get her little bullet. It's in a case. It's real discreet. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> the, the easiest place to reach me is on my two Instagram pages. And there's link trees on both pages to all the things, my YouTube, websites, everything like that. So my um, sex toy brand uh, that me and my husband own together is called Hearts Desires. No E in heart, H-A-R-T-S-D-E-S-I-R-E-S. And then if you want to see more of me, 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 and then also I talk about my CBD business and pleasure in general, that would be Sex Stuff with Shani, S-H-A-N-I. And from those two pages, you can see er er everything, everything I do. (laughs) Everything. You have YouTube videos, you have toy reviews. All the things. 
all this stuff. Do you have any, uh, like any workshops or any, I know you said you do like Zoom, you know, events sometimes. Do you have anything of that nature coming up soon? So if people want to hop into you that, You know they what's can. funny? I started off during the pandemic doing them. I hate doing them virtually. I want them people that feed off the energy of the crowd. <laughs> and like you do the Zooms and then some people have their cameras off and it burns me up. So I haven't done them anymore in a while. Cause it just, like, never mind. Yeah, I'm my spirit like, <laughs> is not the same when I'm doing it. So I just I just stopped doing it. But if anybody Yeah, I think we're all a little burnt yeah. out after this. Year, but I have I tons you. of such educator friends oh, that okay. do all the things. So there is a class, anal class, blowjob class, couples class, all these different classes. Um feel free to DM me on Sex Stuff with Shani and I could definitely point you in the right direction. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much again. This was a really great conversation. I'm so glad that, um, you know, you, you, you are in this space creating uh, these great combos and creating a safe space. I love when Black women just create a safe space for other Black women to just be themselves and be free and be transparent. And like I said, you're out here changing whole entire sex lives. There are whole vaginas different because of you and the work that you're doing. I, I need to put that whole thing on a t-shirt. Change your sex life. Yes, I have. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't think I have any other announcements for the end of the show. Uh, this will be episode four. Episodes are every other Sunday. I'll definitely let you know. I'll text you when this episode is out too. Um, trying to think of anything else. I don't think so. There will be a coupon code at the end of this episode for Shawnee's store. So just listen for that. It'll be on my Instagram as well. At the Marijuana Ayana. Thank you again so much for your time. It was such a pleasure. I could talk to you about sex forever. They, 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 go. they don't want to hear us talking all day. <laughs> Thank you for having me. We'll have we'll have another episode. I feel like people are gonna ask for a follow up. They're gonna be like, "Can you can you have her?" Oh yeah, we, have, <laughs> we need. We yeah, we can have a whole question and answer segment. <laughs> Wonderful! I cannot wait. Well, thank you for being on, and thank you. Shout out to Shawnee for being on the show. She was great, wasn't she? I feel like a lot of people are going to be sliding people's DMs, sending links to their partners, sending DMs to their crushes, and hopefully getting it popping. We've also partnered on this episode to bring listeners a special offer on her shop, The Noir Leaf. The Noir Leaf is her sensual CBD company and adult store with lab-tested and highly-reviewed products for just about anyone who, you know, likes to feel good and likes to have sex. Try the CBD Pleasure Bundle that includes a discreet but powerful bullet on one easy case or her Delta 8 gummies or CBD pre-rolls for extra relaxation before you get frisky. You can also try her customer favorite, the Spark CBD Arousal Oil that apparently is just like, you gotta try it. I don't know why, I'm a little afraid, but you can get 10% off of any of these products or any order, no minimum required, on her site, thenoirleaf.com. That's N-O-I-R with code wine and weed.